The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow. With me tonight are Susan Timberlake. Hello! And John Roberts, who's also manning the board. And, uh, right. And we're going to talk about politics and stuff like that. Before we get into that, though, I just want to mention a couple of things. You can contact us in a few different ways. Uh, Via email, it's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. And uh, it's at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter. We also have a website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com, with recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, other assorted knickknacks. Um why don't we have an Instagram? I mean, you know, besides the fact that it's for pictures and we're radio. Do you want to run the Instagram? <laughs> what? Wait, you mean I'd have to do work? I thought that was what you did. Yeah, if, if, you, if you want an Instagram, if you want to whatever, then, then go for it. Okay, sure. Uh, Open that Insta, Insta thing. Make, go make a MySpace or something. Go talk to Tom. <laughs> Ooh, MySpace. That's where it's happening. That's what you remember, right? I remember. Actually, I remember Live Journal. <laughs> I oh. remember Live Journal as well. <laughs> Do you remember Friendster? <laughs> no, I never did Friendster. Nobody ever did Friendster. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, Moving wah, on. Wah. <laughs> uh, social media. We had to sue MySpace because they ran off with a family member's profile. Somebody did. And, huh? and did all sorts of libel. Oh, wow. And it was very hard. Because you have to, you had to find somebody that would respond at MySpace <laughs> in the company. This was back when. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it was sort of the beginning of the anonymous company that you can't find. <laughs> wait, wait, Tom didn't pick up the phone. Tom did not pick up the phone, <laughs> but he seems so happy. Who was Tom? Uh, owner. <laughs> okay. So when you sign up with MySpace, um, just like it. Yeah. It would be like uh, if, man. I yeah. think they're listening to you. Uh, <laughs> Is that it the would... robots rebellion? <laughs> Air conditioner. <laughs> Sorry, we have a technical adventure here for a second. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I'm trying to keep the studio cool. Yeah. Usually... Send money now. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I cut that part out. Um so uh like it would be like if when you first sign up for Facebook and you have and it automatically gives you one friend, and that friend was Zuckerberg. Right, okay. And MySpace, you got Tom. And you always get, everybody got Tom as their first friend. Not a talking moose? Huh? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. No, no. He said this is MySpace, not <laughs> Facebook. It's not oh, Zuckerberg. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, th- so, that's Tom. The, you got a dude, very happy, in a white t-shirt. And it was just the guy that made MySpace. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't think I actually had a MySpace. That's probably why you didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. and I only remember because somebody else had it, and we had to we had to sue them. Yeah, it was an adventure. Yeah, it was Frank the Goat on uh, Live Journal. <laughs> I remember. So. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, ooh, ooh, we should get a Tumblr. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you can you can make that too. Yeah, exactly. Sue, Sue, you do the Tumblr. Oh, I'd love to do that. That's oh, yeah. the first thing I'm going to do. That's when exactly. I... <laughs> let's let's make all the social medias, and um, I will apparently run them all. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe invent new social media platforms. Just. To... Did you hear that the credit card reporting company? One oh, of them got, oh, the oh, credit reporting God. agency? What is it? Um, Experian? Experian? It's got everything. Yeah. And every time you yep. give out your mother's maiden name and all thought, that, it's yeah, like... 143 oh. million people. I think it's so. everybody that they have. I, I can't... I, like, I'm like, there's no way that missed, you know... I, I'm sure I was on Anybody that's ever had a yeah. mortgage or anything. It's, it's half of the total population of America. Yes. It's It's... Probably a lot more than half of the adult population, mm. the, the people who actually like have credit scores. So I saw this um, this thing on Twitter this morning, uh, and it, it's one of those graphics, like one of those it, fun game. Uh, you like you know like your 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 porn name is the is your is your first pet in the street that you were born on. Yeah, or don't like that. ever give that so, stuff well, out. This oh. one was your hack. It says, "What is your hacker name? Your, your first pet and your mother's maiden name." <laughs> <laughs> post your hacker name oh, and yeah. people blow up like some people were actually like oh it's this and then the person was like oh man and the person that posted it was uh one of their one of their jobs was social engineer <laughs> how to teach people not to it oh. was hilarious so for those of you following at home who don't follow at home follow what we were just saying basically it's a a a a a a fun quiz. Hey, pretend you're, you know, uh, you know, a spy or whatever. What's your code name? And you know, a kind of fun game like this. But basically, it's it's They're a way fishing. to sort of yeah. wind up giving to inadvertently revealing, you know, the kind of personal details that later get used as security questions. Like, tell us the name of the street you were you lived on when you were five. And yeah. now, you know, I mean, this was this was on purpose. Like yeah. th- this person was saying, like, don't ever do ha, this. Ha, 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 you know, yeah. like yeah. this. Um, but sarcastic and people. Did I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure people repost it on Facebook, and people are like, "Oh, it's uh, a fun game." Uh, yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, I, uh, I, I always make up my answers whenever I actually do that. I do, so I, I can never remember them. Yeah, but I take offense at, at that employers that ask for it because they have no right and they have no way to secure it, and they have no. They should have no. Um, it, it's just none of their business. I also worry about employers who uh, do. Uh, uh, credit background checks. Yeah. But anyway, before we get on to all of that, I just want to oh, mention that... Uh, Harvey? Irma? Uh, well, <laughs> I just want to mention that, uh, speaking of social media, we do post uh, links to things we're talking about during real time during the show, if possible. Um, and Genre is going to mark those with the hashtag civil references for Facebook and Twitter easy sorting. So, so yeah. Uh, Natural Irma. disasters? <laughs> By yeah. the way, there was an earthquake, and the earthquake in, in Mexico, the biggest yes. in the century. Yeah, was it eight something? Eight point one. Eight point two. Eight point two, which is slightly bigger than the one that hit Mexico City in eighty five and killed like fifteen thousand people. So, and they said they're worried about a tsunami in China or somewhere. Uh, they're not th- sure. Th- there actually was a two foot uh, tsunami a two on foot the east. Wave. Yeah, east coast yeah. of Mexico, but they're thinking across the. Oh well, it would have hit China by now. Yeah. So if it's a thing, it's it's already happened. I I didn't hear any further about it. They had alerts, I guess, for um, yeah, the, uh, the Pacific. Yeah. So uh, hurricanes. <laughs> hurricanes. Well, so the I think in terms of uh, uh, civil politics, I mean, first off, 
I guess, our uh, completely ineff- inefficacious uh, thoughts and prayers go out to whoever survived on those islands in the Caribbean. <gasps> I know. And you know. they were saying that it hadn't hit the U.S., but it already hit Puerto Rico. It hit Puerto Rico. Yeah, it was so odd. And it didn't odd. even hit Puerto Rico directly, but yeah. it's caused astonishing amounts of damage. The island of Barbuda, 90% of all the buildings there have simply been destroyed. Oh. You know, and I, I, uh, I, I did There's some ha- other U.S. territories. Uh, oh, yeah, the Virgin Islands and so yeah. forth. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been astonishingly destructive. Uh, and our and, news and I'm understanding that ignorant. some of the islands that they're talking, some of the islands that have been hit, you know, they're saying, like, it may not be suitable for human habitation anymore, which is pretty extreme. <laughs> well, somebody told me that, um, that the sea level... I, somebody didn't tell me this. I was reading one of the news accounts, and they were saying that it's actually gone up quite a bit in Miami, so they have water yeah. in the streets frequently at this point. Yes, they do. And it's because the water is warm there, so the sea level is actually higher there than it is yes. in Yes, because the water expands. Maine. Yeah, um, and um, so they were saying that, that that they've already had all these adventures. That well, and it, and speaking of, of, uh, speaking of Florida, it's... They said three it, feet. I don't know if that's it's, true. I mean, it's 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 wrong to just care about Florida because there are lots of people who live in all these other places that have already been hit, and some of them are in very fragile and dangerous or uh, precarious circumstances, and and the just the destruction of their lives and livelihood. Cuba, they, which we haven't had much news from. Yeah, I Cuba, saw a little piece on C-SPAN, and, and all these tiny little islands in the Bahamas that are yeah. very low lying. I mean, just we do have FEMA people there. Well, but, if if it's our territory, I hope so. But anyway, the the so that is 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 a horrendous uh, human catastrophe. But um, to focus on Florida, like like to be concerned about Florida, makes at least some sense because the population of Florida is just so much bigger. So elderly, and well, and elderly too. Yeah. Um, and it's so and low. How how far is it above sea level? Is it depends on what part of Florida? Is it like a foot or I forget down in my, Miami? Uh, I don't know about Miami, but it's only a couple of feet, I think. Um, just a, a quick update. As of 29 minutes ago, ABC was saying that Irma's going to strike Florida Keys as a Category 5. Florida Keys? Oh, say Florida goodbye, Keys. Say yeah. goodbye to the Keys and the bridge. That Cate- happens periodically. Category 5. The bridge gets taken right. out. So that's the bridge the, has. That's the highest intensity with the highest sustained winds. Did you know that... Even if the miles per hour go higher, they still call it a Cat 5 because yes. they don't have another category? They didn't actually bother to create a Category <laughs> 6. I mean, they might add one at some point because I th- think there would be a logical progression to do that. But yeah. And but, I don't know where it, it starts. At, is it 165? I forget. Uh, I forget where it starts. Uh, uh, Hurricane Irma. Miles per hour. So Irma's been, uh, yeah, miles per hour. Obviously, you can do it in knots or KPH or whatever you want to do. Um, I'm sort of thinking, tend to think of miles per hour. Um, Hurricane Irma had sustained winds for of 185 miles per hour, which is one of the highest winds, r- recorded wind speeds for any kind of storm uh, in the Atlantic for a hurricane, really. Um, and, and the pressure's really low in the eye, too. The pressure's too. really low in the eye. That's a big part of Set a new, a new record, I yeah. guess. And I, th- I think uh, Super Typhoon Tip in 1979 had stronger winds. I think that sustained over 200. But... But that it was in the Pacific, yeah, which makes it's a warmer difference. water. Yeah. Well, warmer water and more of it, like a like a longer sort of glide path, as it were. But uh, a bigger thing to consider is that in the case of of Irma, what's part of what's so unprecedented about it is it's one thing for a storm to have 185 mile an hour winds. That's that's really bad. 
but Irma had those that kind of wind speed for more than a day, anyways. Oh, so it's really hanging on to it. It's really hanging on to it. Like there, there, uh, uh, we're not a science show, but there are some interesting discussions you can see about the effects of wind shear and whatnot uh, to really sort of get into. Uh, uh, how there are various sort of natural effects that normally knock these things down, and they haven't been coming into play here with Irma. That's why it's so strong. Genre, sorry, you had something to add. Uh, two things. One, um, I have the, the category um, scale here. Oh. Uh, cat 1 is 74 to 95 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat 2 is uh, 96 to 110 a category three is 111 to 129. A four is 130 to 156. And a category five is um, equal or greater to 252. Or no, uh, 157. 252 km- kilometers per hour. I'm a dirty American. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so over 157. Over 157. Over 157, yeah. Uh, and um, if you... Uh, we're not a science show, but if you uh, would like to know more about science and everything like that, go to Facebook com slash Evidence Space Radio, or you can go to com. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to listen to Evidence Space tonight, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the host of that show did a good job talking about that. And certainly there are good weather podcasts and whatnot. It's, um, th- I think the 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 the, the the bottom line to, to get at here. Oh, and sorry. I just the other thing I just wanted to mention is if you because you were talking about Miami, yeah, and 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 how destructive it is. So Miami last time it got hit by just an incredibly dangerous battering storm Andrew? with this kind of intensity was Hurricane Andrew, which was twenty five years ago. I remember it. Yeah, I do Flatten too. That was Homestead. the year I graduated from college. And they forgot to do all the building code things. That <laughs> well, th- well, they made changes to the building codes, but my understanding is the population of Miami is over half a million larger than it was back in 1992. And, of course, the oceans have been warming, so sea level has risen. Yes. Not just because of overall and amount of water being poured in there, but also because it's warmer. I so, heard three feet, but I don't quite believe that. It's three feet higher than it was. I, I don't know if it's three feet, but it's yeah. higher. The point yeah. is, like, they're already having problems with, with flooding sometimes during, you know, just ordinary thunderstorm kind of things. Um, so anything that's going to be this powerful, uh, could see an astonishing amount of destruction. And, uh, Irma is about the size of Texas. It's, if you can actually, they like, I've seen comparisons where they sort of compare like side by side, the satellite photographs, uh, Irma is much bigger than Hurricane Andrew was. So, but Harvey, Harvey was pretty big. Harvey was pretty big. Harvey was over in Texas. I mean, that's 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 a that's another thing. And Katrina, the the dimensions I heard for Katrina were about the seventy five miles on either side of the eye. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was yeah. it was it was a hurricane. It was it was not a small storm. Yeah. But Irma is just monstrously bigger. I mean, Hurricane Andrew did a lot of damage. Uh, and the point is, Irma is much larger with the same kind of intensity. So uh, it could be Irma's. They're quoting seventy five miles on either side. Also, I could be wrong, but that's though I, that's why I mentioned the number about Katrina. Because uh, it was a huge storm, also. I believe Irma's bigger than that, but uh, I could be wrong. 150 all the way across. That's yeah. significantly big. It is at this point. Yeah, it's 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 like record breaking. It's record breaking. Because Katrina from space was the whole Gulf. At one point. Yeah. At one point, yeah. Before it hit land, I mean, they get small when they hit land. So. Right. 
Well, anyway, I, I, it's it's not uncomparable. I guess is the way. No, to no, put it. it's not incomparable. It's, but um, um, and and you were sorry, you were talking about this with me before the show. One of the things you pointed out was it's going to be hard to do a real comparison between the amount of damage that Hurricane Katrina did to New Orleans versus what uh, Harvey did to the Southeast Texas and what Irma will do to yeah. Florida or wherever you know to the various places it's already destroyed. Because a lot of uh, uh, New Orleans is was wasn't really properly insured and documented. Uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama all got really badly hit by yep, Katrina. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean, focus. I, yeah. I think of of New Orleans always because of that Ground shocking zero. image. Well, and that shocking image of the of the of the, the My bad. and whatnot. Uh, Katrina is, was larger in scale than than uh, Irma. You mean covered more area? Yes, yeah. but. Uh, it was Katrina. It, Katrina had 175 miles per hour, and, and Irma's 185. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katrina and it, was huge, and it, and and it varied in intensity too. I think when it yeah. hit, when it made landfall, when it, it very hit quickly. Orleans, I think it was like a category one or two, as opposed yeah. to a four or five. But as we can see, one or two is enough to do a heck of a lot of damage. So well, and the rainfall in Texas was what 55 inches, but they had Something a storm like that. that was not a hurricane where they got 48 inches like 10 years ago. Less than that. Yeah. Less than that. Less than those years, or less than that amount of mon- water. Le- uh, within the past five years. Is it last five? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it was two, three years ago. Yeah. They've had they've had significant flooding acts, yeah. flooding problems in in uh, uh, the Houston area. Like I think last year and the year before, and part of part of the reason why Harvey was so much more destructive uh, than those storms is because I think they were sort of they were they were storms, but they yeah. didn't cover the amount of area that it did and dump the amount of water that Harvey did over such a large area. So like yeah. it filled the entire flood basin, and that then concentrates down at places like Houston at the bottom of it. So tonight I'm defending Katrina. Just so you know, right. because you wonder what my. But no, no, I, I two don't. two more things, and I I just want to point. Wait, this wait, 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 wait. Well, you are a Republican, so defending the incomprehensible <laughs> is what you're supposed to do. Ah! Oh crap, that's not civil. So here's two things, and this this is where yeah. I'm really going with this. Um, Katrina, 113 oil rigs were destroyed. 75 oh, percent yeah. were um, uh, evacuated. Uh-huh. Um, six. 600,000, do I have this number right? 600,000 pets died Aww. or were homeless. And yet the people numbers don't match that. And it's because there's still people that are missing. Oh, yeah. And there's things that weren't reported. Yeah. It, and I'm just pointing out that Katrina was quite the disaster. Oh, God, yes. Some of it was the pictures after it, but the flooding didn't end. And it's funny because we think now... In terms of, well, that's, you know, bigger than Katrina. And I'm just trying to point out that Katrina wasn't well documented because the systems of government there were bad. And and there were failures from the municipal up to the federal level. Yeah. And it's also... 68 it's, nursing homes were destroyed. Right. And a lot of people died. And a lot of people died. Homes. And, it, well, it's also worth noting something. And this is maybe sort of circling back out of the... Less from the science, much as we're interested in it. People on the bottom of the barrel get burned or whatever that yeah, yeah, quote yeah, was that Stefan told us. Wait, um, uh, cream floats and so did turds. Yes. And if you turn up the heat enough, the bottom gets burned or something Something like that um but just um the when you're looking at how a disaster plays out oh and by the way i should mention you're listening to civil politics here on valley free radio um so when you're looking at how a disaster plays out i think we talked about this last week one of the basic things you need to consider is how strong the storm was how intense was and um 
Katrina was record-setting in many ways just for how big it was and so forth, and it, it lasted forever. I mean, it hit Florida, and then it went to the Gulf, and then it went, you know, like yeah. it was it was like a week between like destroying Florida and then but going But the floods the... didn't drain like Houston because right. it's low. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, but the other factor, you know, and, and, and also because the uh, the flood system was substandard, was junk. Yeah. Well, the the, the levees broke. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the flood the the system in Houston is it was uh, better maintained, better maintained. Uh, and it's high and it's like you said it's higher in sea level, but still. And uh, people well, and were that's, so there that's, that repaired it. There were uh, there teams was maintenance. That, yeah. Well, I mean, on the spot, one of the levees broke in Houston, and the the guys went right in from the oh, yeah. Army Corps of Engineers. So I, I just when we compare it, it's sort of well, weird. Uh, like uh, whose water spout uh, is bigger? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's. So there are two factors, and you're getting at the second factor. The first factor is how intense is the storm? Now, Harvey is like an astonishing new new level of how much rainfall did it dump. Like, no storm has ever hit the U.S. and dumped that much rain in that short a time. It wasn't that that high, yep, but it was the rainfall. It was the rain, whatever. Right, exactly. But like, like it was because it got stalled out by that high-pressure system, and it just stayed there doing the hurricane thing and just cycling more and more water out of the Gulf. And that was and, and it did it for days, and that's know, what happened in the blizzard of seventy eight it stalled right right I remember um and um uh you know irma is is noteworthy because it's, it's been huge. so it's been huge <laughs> and it's been powerful, and it's stayed that way, so I mean you know like this is this is an unprecedented weather event, like yeah. the meteorologists are saying like it's you know blowing our graphs and our we haven't measured stuff like this before, you know it's over seven hundred as I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Um. Uh, anyway, but the other factor is what is it hitting? And New Orleans, like like Katrina, would not be the the milestone uh, event that it was if the levees had been better maintained and most of the city had stayed dry and you hadn't had just the complete breakdown of the city because people were dying and displaced and so much was destroyed. And, you know, like like the population is significantly reduced from what it was back in 2005 because people just couldn't move back. They couldn't yeah. afford to. They or there moved wasn't to any, Texas. Or there wasn't a place to go. Yeah, they Texas. They to Houston. Well, and Texas and Houston, <laughs> they, were, they, they evacuated there and Houston was ready to take them. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes a big difference. And um, Katrina, 1,833 people died. That's right. the official record. There's... 800 missing and right. hundreds of others that... Right, yeah. and and Houston were looking at... Maybe, I mean, un- what? Un- Houston, un- the whole... The Southeast Texas were looking, what, 50, I think? 70. Is 70, okay. I think that's the count, but, but that count's going to go up, too. Right, but I mean, even then, like, you know, if it goes up, if it doubles, we're still looking at, like, a tenth. Yeah. So, so there are, you know, you can see the difference between, like, uh, uh, you know, measures in place to contain the damage... Stay, you know, working versus not working. People that were able to get away. Right, and people who were able to get away. And so I think what we're going to see is, I don't know how it's going to play out in Florida. I hope it's Florida is going to weather this more akin to Houston than uh, New Orleans or, you know, than post-Katrina, you know, post-Harvey versus post-Katrina. Bad as Harvey is, has been and will be. But, you know, like uh, uh, all those islands in the Caribbean, Ugh. like... They're going to be New Orleans. Yeah, like it's 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 clear. Just the amount. Yeah, the of Dutch had to go in. They were having trouble getting the. Who else? Francis. Francis. People are delayed oh, yeah, no, getting there's, there. There's a, there's all, a lot of those islands are still little colonial vestiges of yeah. colonial empire, and they're 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 owned or connected to European powers. It's 
it's incredible. Yeah. And I didn't um, know they divvied up those islands like that. Was that so the oh, that was uh, white uh, supremacists could each have their island or something? It was back. Start. It, it went back to I think even the 15th century, 16th centuries. You know the the 16 and 1700s uh, fighting over who got what territory and access to gold, and then setting up. I mean, it's it's a whole complicated history, but basically it was D- divided up. Well, it was it was basically like European powers grabbing territory for various purposes um so we'll see who has the best uh, emergency services so i'm just going to briefly mention there's a really great podcast called revolutions uh by a guy named mike duncan he did a history of rome before and it's basically looking at various historical revolutionary events you know like the american revolution and the french revolution so the fourth one in the series he did is the haitian revolution and it's amazing I, i i've wanted to know more about this for a while and i've been really enjoying listening to it and uh, even though it's kind of horrifying at times, <laughs> or all the way through, really. Isn't history always horrifying? Not always, but well. in this case it is because it's, it's a lot of the history is front and center, like the, the horrific uh, oppression of millions of people so that a few white guys can make money. Um, but, uh, you know, the reason why the island of, of uh, Hispaniola is divided between Haiti and uh, the Dominican Republic today goes back to stuff involving, you know, in the uh, late 17th, early 18th centuries involving, you know, like Spanish settlements and the French and, you know, pirates and whatnot. You know, it's it's all just, you know, this free-for-all atmosphere that would happen then and, and you know, French and Spanish pirates, uh, French and British pirates raiding Spanish gold ships and all this other stuff, you know. How did the Dutch get in there? They were a major mercantile power. Oh, okay. Back right. into the 19th century. So... Um, well, I think we're going to have a big chart that shows how the U.S. did with their territories yeah, yeah. and how the French did with theirs and the Brits with theirs. and the Well, that, w- that would be interesting. And the Dutch with theirs because they're all – everybody's down there trying to figure out – trying to get in there actually because there's no airports at this point. So, so, so here's the thing. Um, what do we think? I'm interested to know what you guys think as well. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that this is going to start this, – this is uh, making it ever harder – um, I think it's. I think the damage of this, the this, the sheer scale of these storms and the damage they are leaving in their wake, is really pushing the conversation about climate change more and more towards the the reality based side, the science based side. The oh wow, it's real and it's a it's a huge problem and it's here now and we have to do something. About I it. noticed today that Mar a Lago got evacuated and it's in direct line for a lot of trouble because oh, it's on mean, a barrier island. You mean what the, makes the, you think that? <laughs> what makes me think what that? in god's name think makes you think that because i think when trump it hits his own property he he may have a wake up i mean call. have you heard have you seen more people talk about it that way because i have not I, um i think there's a reality for it it's like when everybody's gonna lose their health insurance the the reps and senators finally get all i'm expecting is that more people are going to say uh man weather's getting really bad and it but there's a lot of people that don't think it's man-made, so they're like acts of God. Man, that sucks. Oh, and that's religion much may. Um, I mean, like, that's yep, the thing. There's that sort of. I'm not seeing any spiritual more, stuff. Yeah, I'm not seeing any more acceptance of of the science. I'm seeing more people. I I might see more people say, "Man, it's getting worse, isn't it? Maybe we should uh, make more levies or something." But there's not. I I I don't think this is going to convince anybody 
honestly. Well, As a Republican, okay, yeah. I go, oh, look at what the insurance companies did. They turfed all the risk to the government for flood insurance. They knew to get out of the business before this mm-hmm. happened. And now they don't want anybody to rebuild because the government's buy, you know rebuilding houses over and over again. So as a yeah. sort of a business person, there's a certain reality to this. Oh, yeah. So that segment— The insurance industry has been, been lobbying hard about this for more than a decade. Yeah, because yeah. they never want the sick or the flooding well, areas. Well, but the, also they—, yeah, they, et cetera, et cetera. they, they don't want to get involved in any— Risk-averse. <laughs> right. They are risk-averse, and so they've been upset about climate change for a while because they are risk-averse. All they did was turf it quietly to the government. But, but the— um, but I agree with genre that people people don't really take it in. Like I said, if if well, Trump's he, own business gets whacked here, we'll see. Well, that's part of it. Here's the thing that I think I think people like a good narrative that has characters, especially ones that you can sort of see as heroes and villains, or in some cases maybe the butt of the joke. And I think who's the villain in this? Well, Mother Nature. So. Here's like the thing that sort of makes me think maybe this could be the kind of thing that can wind up tipping the conversation. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, the infamous blowhard Rush Limbaugh was on oh. his show oh, and was I basically think I heard about this. Right, he was basically talking about how this is all like you know been ginned up by the climate change. Yeah, you know we're not going to say that word fake anything, but he right, right. claimed that it was just, he was a he hoax. said it was you know this hoax. is just more of the more of the hoax, more of the nonsense. <laughs> you know this is all totally predictable. Of course they're talking about it, and it's all yeah. you know. Like, you know, and like, I'm not evacuating. Right. And it, well, and it doesn't have to, you know, they don't have to do anything other than just show you the picture of 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 the storm on the, on the you know, on the radar chart. And they just say, like, oh, see how bad it is. Ooh, climate change. And, you know, it's it's basically said it's just creating a boogeyman. Yeah. And today he's <laughs> announcing, well, that they are leaving because, of course, well, they've been ordered to evacuate. You know, and then he talked about vague security concerns and couldn't really go into details and whatnot. But, you know, like. At some point, I hope his house is flattened. Well, I hope so too. But, um, uh, but the I shouldn't say that. Well, he can afford to buy. He's a, new a one. blow. He's a druggie and a blowhard. Yeah, and a hypocrite. But, <laughs> but regardless, yeah, I saw that he was evacuating this. Morning. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, it just at some point, people. I think things might start to change just because. Uh, it provides a, a sort of a, a way of of laughing at someone who is risible, some some clown like Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones, the, and the, I think people like that. The thing is that there's nothing connecting science with that with that narrative. There's there's laughing at Rush Limbaugh because he thinks, oh, it's the, I uh, that this isn't true, and then it is, and then he has to leave, and that's that's hilarious. And yes, we shouldn't think that, but oh, I wouldn't ironic. mind. I wouldn't mind his house getting blown out either. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Mar-a-Lago getting flooded all to hell. It's but really likely because of where the, it is. The thing on this is that I'd love yeah. sharks on the golf course. The, <laughs> the thing, the I've thing seen is, sharks in a swimming pool. Make yeah. make the golf course like if it rises enough, maybe the golf course will just be marshland. That'd be awesome. So anyway, I think that's kind the, of likely, actually. Mm, so, but the Gators the, the thing is that that a lot of people are seeing weather changes. They're seeing these things, they're but they're connecting it they're to not connecting it to the well. Not even that. They're just not connecting it to to man made climate change, and that is the that is the real problem. If they, if people don't hear. If people don't connect the the increased weather with man made climate change, and it's just and people a lot of people just think, oh, it's climate change. This is the Earth's natural progression. 
then who they're was, not going to do anything about it. Who was that? Um, he was a rep, but he was also a minister, and he said that the hurricane was um, because of how gay Florida was or something. Oh. I forget which one it was, but one of the evangelical TV personalities. There have been any number of these people. Pat but Robertson can, was saying stuff was about it. that back in the 90s, well, yeah. and then like the following year, like a hurricane basically like made landfall pretty much on his house. Yeah. Pat so, Robertson you know. said that about 9-11. Who cares? Yeah. 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 But so I mean, Robertson connects people doing what people do to the things, the acts of God. So yeah. that's like one step closer. That is. It's, but, but it's there's, still but a it's, far cry but from the science. Is that, step in the wrong direction. That, that, doesn't mean, that means that we aren't, that, that there won't be any change in policy. Going back to politics, there wouldn't be any change in policy. There wouldn't be any change in funding FEMA or anything like that because people aren't accepting that uh, or funding the EPA because people aren't accepting that man is making all this smog that's screwing up the planet that a lot of people say this is how the planet works just we're normal. just yeah. we just need to take we just need to like like evolve to or or get new tech or whatever to get through it but there's no way to reverse it or anything yeah. this is just the way things are so I, I would say that maybe it changes the conversation so it makes people think about uh, disaster. Living on the coast? Or living on the coast or anything like that. But connecting it to the, to the, to the real science, I really don't see that happening. You, you, you may be right, but it just seems to me like this is going to uh, – and I may be a Pollyanna. But I, just, I, I think this is, this is sort of going to be fuel for the fire uh, for people – changing the conversation and talking about how like we have a problem it's real it's here it's now um the the climate is changing the weather is getting more dangerous and i think um, flood insurance is bankrupt flood insurance is bankrupt and i think one of the effects of that will be like well who are the people who were telling us that everything was fine idiots like rush limbaugh where is he oh he's evacuating he's hiding (laughs) right who are the people who were telling us about this problem and saying it's a problem and they're right those guys over at noaa you know, so, today I could be wrong. I mean, I, I admit that, but I'm I'm hopeful, and you know, I don't know. Um, just we'll see. A, a footnote: fifteen point three billion dollars was put in the FEMA fund today. Trump signed it. Yeah, passed yep. the House, passed the Senate, and it was a trick. And well, we can talk about along that later. with a three month increase in the debt ceiling limit, and also was, the continuing resolution, yeah, December fifteenth, which, which is just. Wow, that was an amazing bit of political gamesmanship by Pelosi and Schumer. But we should talk about that. We need to take a short break. Thank you for indulging us, genre. So (laughs) we're going to take a short break, play a couple of PSAs and other announcements, and then we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. Lilly Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps do not as much so. 
yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeoff Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ash from Bath House, turns on Bell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. Subculture replays Sunday mornings from 2 to 4 right after OK Asia right here on Valley Free Radio. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413 587 1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033 iHeartJRock with DJ Sakura is on Saturday mornings at 12 to 2 a.m. on WXOJ LP 103.3 FM in Northampton. And you can stream us on valleyfreeradio.org. iHeartJRock will be playing rock music from Japan, uh, J-Rock, J-Pop, and some VK. Uh, if you like that stuff, give my show a listen, please. And also follow me on Twitter at DJ Sakura 666 Thank you. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we were talking a bit about the uh, last minute... The sly move. The of, sly of move. President Trump and the Democrats. So I don't know if it was necessarily a sly move on President Trump's part, but it certainly was everything the Democrats wanted. It well, wasn't, he, it wasn't a sly move on his part. I think it yeah. was brilliant, actually. He wanted to deal with them, and then he went into the night, and they were talking about six months, but then he got bored and, or tired, and he said three months, and then everybody in the room was like, what? And the Democrats were like, okay. The Democrats were and, like, sure. Sure, yeah. yeah. That because, was what we yeah, wanted. That's I think basically he rolled the, Ryan and McConnell. Oh, I think he Trump did. rolled them. He did. He did. But, but, uh, and they're really mad at him. I think they, that's cutting off his nose to spite his face. I think you'd be surprised what happens in December. I will be. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's completely screwing up their elections. I'm Pollyanna-ish now. They're completely screwing up their their um, bill and their uh, legislative and election schedule uh, because they wanted to push it until, like, May or something. Right. When, J- when we John, why don't you explain the, 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 the basics of what actually happened? Or, do you, or I can do it if you don't want to. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, all I know is I was watching The Daily Show, and they went through it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, man, I love the way Trevor Noah sums up the news. He's really got a he's got a, a knack for it, and he's really funny I have to go back it. and watch yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, dis- we can disagree about that. But um, <laughs> really don't like him anymore. 
Really? No, he's boring. The show is not funny anymore. I've la- oh, that's there was too bad. One, I had one laugh today, um, and it was because of a new, a, a new person that they brought in, and I have not really had a chuckle for the past like month. Well, let's talk about it after the show. Yeah, because <laughs> that's this is our show, not theirs. <laughs> anyway, um, so in a nutshell, uh. Congress has uh, a couple of problems on their plate, a couple of big problems. Do September 30th. Right. They get at the the heart of their, you know, job, like what they do as like a co-equal branch of the U.S. government. One, uh, the uh, appropriations bill for keeping the government running. Continuing resolution. Well, well, but the, the, the current... Continue, the current operating expenses bill uh, ends at the end of this month. And also, at about the same time, our the national debt ceiling limit was going to be hit as well, which would mean that technically we wouldn't be able to borrow more money, except, I mean, maybe we could, but and whatever. F- FEMA was out of money, too. Right. And, 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 all, so, and the debt ceiling thing, no one's ever—we've never actually hit that, so we've never actually found out what happens, but we're pretty sure that uh, if it's bad, we don't want to find out. So well, we, we actually have hit it, but what they do is they postpone things that they can postpone. Oh, yeah, no, they, they kick the can down the road a bit, but, I mean, we've never just— I mean, they do these tactics that aren't quite—they move things around so that they don't have to be paid, but we actually— have gone above our debt ceiling. All right, yeah, all right, but they I mean, just didn't write the check for it. But we, we we've never yeah. actually had the the no seriously things are broken now. But anyway. yeah, they always send out the um, uh, social security checks. Yeah, yeah, well, which I'm very glad for. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the 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 point is that uh, Congress had to figure out they had to put more money into the into the bank for FEMA, especially because of Hurricane Harvey, and they had stolen it for Zika. People forget that they stole right. all the um, disaster money during Zika and said, "Look, we're stealing all the disaster money for Zika because you're not giving us any money." So. And 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 Zika is important because yeah. we don't want people to die. So um, and also we needed to keep the government up and running. So. Uh, uh, what Congress wanted to do, my understanding is that the basic legislative str- uh, strategy that uh, Ryan and McConnell had to avoid a lot of uncomfortable votes for their Republican members, because, uh, of course, the Republican Party is the party of, quote unquote, fiscal conservatism, and they hate the idea of voting for increases to the debt limit and so on and, and continuing and resolutions and the same money so on forth. programs that should be killed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so – um, because nobody could vote against uh, uh, disaster relief for, for Harvey, because, I mean, why would you? Um, the uh, plan was to essentially uh, vote to increase the debt limit and do a continuing resolution until— 18 months. 18 months, I think, for both. Through, Certain, the, through the midterm election. Right, until after next November. So take care of that problem. And then since it would be tied to disaster relief for Hurricane Harvey— all the Republican fiscal conservatives could make a show of grumbling about it, but grudgingly accepting it for the for the good of Texas and carrying on from there with their, you know, uh, Grover Norquist seal of approvals intact. Um, and the Democrats, who, of course, don't really have any power to gum up the works in Congress because, well— they're the minority party in both houses, nevertheless said, we don't like this. We don't want to go about this. And they were kicking up a fuss and saying that they, they didn't want to go along with it. They just wanted to kick the can down the road for three months until mid-December to, to give them a little more time to negotiate, but still get to the important issues and, you know, all the all the high-minded stuff that and, the Democrats are going to say. And Trump, actually, that was right up his alley because he wants to clear the table so they can get working on tax reform, infrastructure, right. all the other stuff. So it was in his interest to not have— 
Congress just dilly dally sally with with all this stuff. Sure, but in the end, McConnell and Ryan could have shoved through the eighteen month continuing resolution that they wanted, and if Trump, he wouldn't sign it, well, but and and so Trump basically shanked them. He, he did. He he he, he rolled them. <laughs> yeah, he he undercut them dramatically. And so that now means... In fact, Ryan said absolutely not going into the meeting. And <laughs> Right. And so, and so now they're in the problem of, at the end of the year... Right they're for gonna Christmas have, They're going to have to have all these arguments again. And they'll be, they'll be working right through Christmas and New Year's. Right. And all of these votes will be fresh for the upcoming campaign season for the midterm elections when, when the entire House will be, uh, uh, will be elected again and a third of the Senate. So it's a big deal. And for all Trump gave in on his border, his wall, his wall money. Right, that's what he gave up because he wanted that attached to the debt ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he gave, he gave up some stuff too. But Wait, Trump made a deal? <laughs> wow. Well, he, like I said, he's just trying to get something done. Well, and that does that does <clears throat> remind me. So, um, uh, what do you think about uh, DACA? <laughs> the, yeah, the the attempts by the administration to just end the deferred action on uh, uh, childhood arrivals. I think he did DACA. something. You, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I think he did something br- <laughs> brilliant because really? because why he said he was going to end it. Yeah, he has. Ended it as of in six months. Yeah, March of next year. And he's forcing Congress to do its job because it is their job to decide what to do on immigration and comprehensive immigration reform. And you remember when Ryan introduced a bill and his his colleagues shouted him down? I mean, and it it sort of ruined, I forget who it's, a reputation it ruined, and Rubio backed away away from it. So what Trump has done is he just put him in a box. Yeah, he did. Because... I don't know whether he cares about DACA dreamers or not. I mean, he says he does, but I don't really know if he cares or not. But he just, he put them on the, uh, on the what's the thing you turn the pig at the pig roast? <laughs> you know, over the, the fire. Spit. Yeah, he just put them on the spit. And they don't even know it. I don't think they even oh, realize they, I it. Think they, I, I, I think they I know don't, it. I, I don't know if I want to give them any, any props for that. I think that's... I understand. I think that's, uh, that, that is a happy circumstance of of what he was doing. I think he saw an opportunity to grill him at the stake and he's he's uh, like you guys get off the pot here. It's the it's the kind of uh kind of uh immediate sort of vindictive dig at somebody he doesn't like that is I think classic Trump. Well, and it's yeah, and it's the political uh, my games, Republican party there. Oh, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's a complicated thing. I think it's just Trump like, you oh, know, good. if I, I can turf this to you and you get shot. Right, exactly. <laughs> if I if I can make your life miserable while also, you know, I'm repealing DACA, yep. which is going to appeal to the white nativist, white supremacist, you know, racist base that he's got. And here, Congress, you say you save what you, know. you want to save. Yeah, exactly. If you guys think it's so great, Congress, you save it. Yeah. And I think it was actually hardball is what it is. Well, it's 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 not the dumbest possible thing he could do. Um it's certainly it's 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 spiteful and 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 racist and um, Reagan, you know. Reagan did one of these. He he proposed a raise for Congress as he was leaving, and of course they couldn't avoid taking it up, and they all got booted out of office. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a tactic. So mm-hmm. yeah. I I put this as one of those tactics that was actually sort of oh smart. yeah no no the, the, like 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 Trump is I think good at thinking of ways to like 
make himself look, you know, to 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 play to his base. And oh, and then he sent out a tweet about problem. how he cared about the dreamers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Talk about cognitive dissonance. Exactly. So, um, and Nancy Pelosi tried to take the credit for that because she told him to do it. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, he has got. He has turned over the apple cart in Congress, I well, think. Well, the, the, the Republican Party, I think, is now very much regretting having hitched their wagon to him. Um, so what do you think about—I um, mean, I, I agree that when it comes to changing the laws about how immigration works in this country, that is clearly the job of Congress. And but Congress do you, do you didn't not agree? deal with it. That's why these kids have right. been here. Well, but do you not think—do you, do you uh, agree with the argument that the president—that uh, it was an unconstitutional— and uh, it was the, when Reagan did it, because Reagan did it first. You, oh, so so in other words, uh, the president making a decision about about how to prioritize the enforcement of the law, which is what how I read, read yeah. the the Dreamers program, DACA program, because there was a Dreamers Act, a, a law to basically it's still out there that hasn't been right. It's, it's a the, law to enshrine that, and that would of course have the full force of law. In the see, president. if they pass that, that's that's what they do. Well, and they, that's that would be yeah. fine. I agree, that would be and better. Should have because here's the thing. President Trump has every right as president to end deferred action on childhood arrivals. Yeah. He does. It's just yeah. it's a it's a presidential directive about to the uh, to the, uh, uh, the executive branch agencies on this is how you should prioritize. He's making them carrying out do law. their job. He's making them. Do he, their they job. were already doing their job. No, they haven't because yes, they, they haven't were. dealt with immigration. No, well, no, no, no. He's making Congress do their job. Yes, I'm sorry. I thought you meant his subordinates. Oh no, 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 no. The, no. His subordinates <laughs> have been dealing with their. So, like, like within the scope of constitutional separation of powers, I think it's totally which I like. Right, <laughs> I think it's totally appropriate for the president to say, you know. I'm going to set this within the guidelines of the law. Prosecutorial discretion, I agree with. Well, and it's that it's that kind of approach. I think when you start to say two years and you have to give people a driver's license, that's when he stepped over the line. And and Reagan did the same thing. Well, all right, I and I don't think it's wrong, especially because I don't think that the content is wrong. Oh, the goal is admirable. The 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 flawed mechanism. It's a flawed mechanism. All right, we we can I think we can agree to disagree about that to some extent. But I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, if nothing else, it's a flawed mechanism because it doesn't actually um, really fix the problem. It doesn't address it. Right. I mean, basically, it turns it from— And now those kids have their names on a list, which I am distressed about. Right. But it turns it from this is the the avowed policy and stance of the United States to effectively— What is the the policy? Well, well, right, and that is unclear—to the fiat of the executive. And, you know— It's never good. Right. I mean, that's that's not ideal. I, as I as I said, it's always the purview of the president to set priorities within the guidelines of the law. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, the president, you know, we'll like, do criminals first. That's all fine. That's right. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And saying nobody's eligible for DACA if they become, you know, if, like they have to have a have a yeah. blemish free criminal record. If they don't, then they're not eligible. So, I mean, there's there's. Whatever. The, the, I think the point is uh, that we kind of agree on the overall goal. Now, the, sorry. Well, was, I was just going to say that Reagan did it, too, and the problem is that Congress isn't doing their job. And how you get Congress to do your job, I think Trump just found a way on this one small piece yeah, of well, immigration. Well, well, here's the thing. I, I agree with you, actually, that this is an approach that might get Congress to really take this issue up and deal with it. Or they'll suffer the consequences. Right. Well, I think Trump will suffer the consequences Two. with them. Yes. But, yeah. Um, and and here's, the, I, here's the thing. I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if Congress will do it because it is still 
Um, one reason why this was a popular move with the Republican base is because racism and, you know. He promised to end it. Right. And and so passing the DREAM Act that, you know, passing the bill that Paul Ryan suggested a few years ago is going to be massively unpopular with the Republican base. And that would be, you know, heading into the election. So, but it does spread the blame to all of Congress. Well, I think the Democrats would be happy to take the blame for enshrining the enshrining yeah. the Dream Act into law. So, and but, my question is, what do you do with the parents? Oh, yeah, no, it's that there's yeah. a lot of a lot of naughty questions, but I think the simple answer is don't separate families. Oh, and uh, don't separate the uh, uh, don't don't abandon people who've been approved for asylum at bus stations in the face of a hurricane. That's uh, another thing ICE did during the Harvey. Oh. Yeah, God. just left them at a Greyhound station. So uh, there was something, genre. You, uh, we got a, a couple of minutes. Well, genre. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple of minutes book, left, and there was a book you wanted us to, to talk about. Article in the Atlantic. An article in the Atlantic. Yeah, which I missed. Tana Hesse Coates that looked really interesting, and I just right. Uh, at least give it a shout out because I agree with you <laughs> that it's something we want to link and to. I will and read the Atlantic. Right. Article. So um, in the Atlantic, the the article is called "The First White President," and it goes it goes into. Uh, Really, it goes into the 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 foundation of the Trump presidency, and he and what he's saying is the foundation of the Trump presidency is the negation of Barack Obama's like legacy, and he goes into uh, fair. what goes into or what went into the process of eventually getting a president like like Donald Trump, who voted for him how how that how that's a how history is a, has supported that um and one of the the biggest things that i think um we should remember uh and this is something that i actually forgot uh, uh was that his his base of support is it wasn't just um lower class white white people it's all white people uh across the Across the economic spectrum, demographically speaking, white voters, what, however you want to slice them up by by age, by by demo, by by uh, income, whatever, uh, uh, I, possibly not by region. I'm not sure, but certainly, pretty much any way you want to slice well, it. If, by oh, region, it's uh, if you had a if everybody if but the, Manhattan in his district. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty well, much, white voters went for Trump, no matter how you slice them. The region uh, is that if there is. If a voter was in an area with that was overwhelmingly white, or like that was more white, then they would probably vote for Trump. Uh, if they if they were in a more mixed area, then they were less likely. Uh, but mm. um, the the main thrust of that is uh, the the main thrust of that is that to to remember that um, people are like white people are able to vote for for a president like Trump because uh it'll it'll affect them less. Yeah. And I'm saying them talking to you guys. <laughs> no, it's fair. Uh, as a Don't black start person. that us and them stuff tonight, genre. I'm gonna. <laughs> so, um you mean you people? Are you yeah. starting with the you yeah. people? I'll go with you people. I have a little Indian well, in me, so I don't know if you can count well, that. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm as Yankee as they come and you're absolutely right. <laughs> so, I mean the the thing the, the thing that I really liked about the article and I, re- I it is a long it is a long reach, but I I really suggest people uh, look into it. I did post it on the Facebook and the Twitter today, but I will repost it after the show. Is just the uh, the the thought about privilege, the pri- the privilege to be able to vote for someone that had a racist, bigoted campaign, uh, because it might affect it might 
benefit you in some way either way uh and the and the reasons why uh there is this ability for uh white americans to um benefit from the the history of the country just being built upon the the thought that just white people deserve more than than other people that's basically what it well, is we want to preserve the status well, quo yeah exactly yeah. that's yeah. the status quo and that you said white people the deserve median, more the median was like seventy five thousand a year or something the 77, median income, yeah. 77 and 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 we gotta we gotta wrap up but i i, I just want to add this one little thought um Trump is hardly the first president we've had who was, you know, avowedly racist uh, and who was running on some kind of platform of racial resentment. He was or the most open about it. Well, not only was he the he really open about it in a way that like George Wallace would be blushing about. George but, Washington or yeah, Jefferson. Yeah. But or, the other, well, yeah. the, the the just the other thing is. Uh, for all the flaws, criticisms that could be laid at Hillary Clinton, she was nevertheless a candidate who was up there saying from her presidential candidate podium, "Black Lives Matter." So she was really setting herself up in some kind of opposition. Hey, she babysat for immigrant workers when she was right. a teenager. Uh, I, I mean, my my, my point she is, paid her dues. Hillary Clinton has some anti-racist cred, and Trump has none. So I mean, that does, the starkness of that choice is new. I think. Anyway, we do have to wrap up with civil politics tonight. Oh shoot! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so that's it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for subculture coming up next. We'll be back with more next week. Thank you and good night. <laughs>